Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck, a medallia company, and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer a certification program for CSMs and coaching for customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of The Success League. Today, I'm joined by Chitra Madhwacharyula, and she is the VP of Global Customer Success and Services for Joveo. She has grown her customer success team by hiring team members with consulting experience and by training her team to take a consulting approach with customers. So today we're going to talk about how a consulting mindset can really benefit customer success professionals. Chitra, thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Hello, Kristen. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So you came out of Berkeley and your master's degree is in information management and systems. How did you transition from more of a computer science focus to a career in customer success? I've had an interesting career path to customer success. Before Berkeley, I was a student at the National University of Singapore, one of Asia's premier educational institutions, where I earned a master's in computer science and worked as a research engineer. My master's in information management from UC Berkeley uh, was focused on business applications of technologies in a wide variety of areas, uh, including user experience, UI design, organizational management, operational efficiencies, and so on. Okay. So my first job in US was as a professional services consultant for an enterprise platform company. I was responsible for understanding customer requirements and then setting them up for success by mapping their needs to our products and solution suite and helping deliver results and ROI. Uh, We did not have an official customer success org in my company. And actually, I I don't know if the term was even coined at that time. It It might not have been. (laughs) It was definitely not common. And I'm talking, you know, 15 plus years ago. Yeah. So, uh, but looking back, what I was doing at that time is what is now recognized as a core customer success function. And I think my educational background combined um, with a combination of core technical and business skills teed me up perfectly for a career in consulting and customer success. So Chitra, could you share a little bit more about Jovio with me? What does the company do and how is your customer success team structured there? So Jovio is a global leader in programmatic recruitment advertising space. So that's a programmatic with a capital P. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, We enable businesses to hire the most relevant talent in the shortest time. Okay. And our intelligent job advertising platform powers more than 20 million job postings every day. 
So it uses machine learning to dynamically manage and optimize sourcing and applications across all online channels and provides real-time insights at every step of the job seeker journey from click to hire. Okay. Our, our mission is to deliver the right job for everyone. Okay. Uh, with regards to the CS team, uh, the customer success team at Jovio includes uh, the account and customer management, professional services, and support functions. We are a global team with members in India, EU, UK, and North America. And we are one of the biggest teams in the company by design due to our strategic focus and commitment to provide our customers with the best possible Jovio experience. We have two different operational models. The first one is the standard SaaS model where customers license and use our platform and products themselves and are fully hands-on. We train our customers and our CSMs engage with them to ensure maximum adoption and value realization. In addition to this, we also offer a premium services model where our ad operations specialists who are our professional services team take on the day-to-day -day work of building, managing, and optimizing the trading campaigns for our customers based on you know, the KPIs and the outcomes mm -hmm. that they desire. Yeah. So in this model, the customers are mostly hands-off in terms of day-to-day -day operations. And our CSMs and ad ops teams, uh, they coordinate uh, closely to achieve the required customer outcomes and maximize their success via our platform. Okay. So... Um... We're going to be talking about how you're taking a consulting approach to customer success with your team and how that can benefit customers and really the overall customer success program. Can you share with the audience why you think that a consulting mindset is so helpful in our field? Absolutely. Coming from a technical consulting background myself and having used my consulting skills to great effect in customer success, mm -hmm. I'm a strong believer in the value of having a consultative mindset and experience in customer success. I think this becomes especially valuable when you have complex products, which are not plug and play and yeah. require um, you know, advisory and implementation and customization cycles to set customers up for success. So... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, you can also use uh, consultative skills and co conduct, you know, co uh, consultative customer workshops in the pre-sales mode if your customers are on the fence. I found that to be really effective when customers are kind of interested in your product, but not fully convinced of how they would be able to use them and get value from your products. Mm -hmm. So in such scenarios, offering an advisory uh, consulting session to the customers is, is very helpful. And usually a member of the customer success team uh, conducts these workshops where they can conduct a discovery workshop by talking to different stakeholders in the customer's team to understand what their requirements and pain points are and put a proposal together outlining the kind of solution that they would require and an execution plan which clearly articulates the customer ROI. So that's amazing. Can I ask a quick question about that? Sure, sure. Um, you guys um, have a special part of your team that deals with the pre-sale work, or do you? Does everyone on your team participate in that? Um, so right now, um, members of my team um, get involved as subject matter experts in the pre-sales phase as needed. So okay. they don't they don't do the day to day demos, uh, but but they get involved when there are discussions around solutioning, if the customer is looking for guidance, and in situations like that, which are totally consultative. Okay, so any of your CSMs could do that. Yes. Okay, perfect. I just I wanted to ask about that because it I've seen some teams where it's um, 
you know, like a special part of the CS group is handling pre-sale work, but it sounds like it's, it's kind of interesting that you have everybody doing that. And it seems like that could be really valuable in some ways. Absolutely. And, you know, we tried a few different models. We, we initially started off with a separate pre-sales group, but then we realized that, you know, the effort that takes in handing off from pre-sales to CSMs and then, you know, for yeah. CSMs to take it over, it's probably easier if the CSMs get involved a little bit ahead of the post-sales phase. And, and that way, you know, if they are guiding and advising the customer on how things need to be done, then they know exactly how to do that when it comes to the post-sales yeah. phase. Exactly. So you have that background in consulting. How do you think your background informed your perspective on the approach that you like your team members to take? So my background in technical consulting and services combined with an educational background in information management has definitely been an asset for me in my customer facing roles um, over the past 15 so years. And the reason for this is I can operate with confidence and credibility when talking both to the business audience and to the technology audience and be able to connect the dots. And that I think uh, gives me a significant edge uh, when I'm talking to my customers and, you know, when I'm trying to gain their credibility. So my experience as a consultant also enables me to think holistically about a problem and applicable solutions and map them to the customer's current situation by putting myself in their shoes. Got it. So I'd like to share an example uh, that actually uh, reinforces uh, my thinking about um, how my background has informed my perspective sure. uh, about consulting. So, um, so I was a customer success manager for um, a strategic customer in my company. This was not at Jovio. This was at a prior company. Okay. Uh, we were a platform company. The customer was um, a B2C customer. That is, they were building products on our platform and selling to consumers. And uh, their peak season for sales was the holiday season between October and December. Okay. And we had a major platform issue or platform crash during that period. And it was resulted in a very, very bad situation for the customer. (laughs) Things dropped. Yeah, their customer Uh, experience dropped. Their ratings dropped. Um, So net-net, a very, very unhappy customer. Right. Um, And, you know, uh, and and a very bad situation. It's like, well, the platform crashed. So what do I do as a CSM, right? Right. And the way I handled this was that I, first of all, made sure that, you know, my CEO and all the relevant stakeholders got on a call immediately with the customer and the leadership team to reinforce that, you know, we understand the pain that they're going through and we are going to take this very, very seriously and we are trying our best to fix the situation ASAP. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, since it was a platform issue, obviously there were other customers of my company who were impacted as well. And some of them uh, um, were mission critical products. So I uh, did some research and I found out how they were handling the situation. And what they were doing was that they were sending notifications, proactive notifications, push notifications, emails to their customers saying that, hey, our product is not functioning properly. So if you're dependent on it for something, please take it over immediately. And that way, the customers were not surprised that when they actually went to use the product and it wouldn't work. Yeah. Go through that experience. So... I, you know, went back to my customer and said that, hey, you know, some of our customers with more like uh, life-saving and mission-critical products are are doing this, and maybe this is a good idea for you uh, to do with your customers as well. I sent them samples of the kind of messages that they could send. I also, you know, got some uh, other feedback from some of our other customers and used that and basically funneled that 
uh, as a mechanism that my, my current customers were using. And they were hugely appreciative of that. Did that help uh, solve the problem completely? No, it did not. But what it did was it made the customer appreciative that we were being partners with them. We were not just right. vendor. And, uh, and, and, you know, at the end of it, um, when we did our NPS service, which we did after a couple of weeks of this incident, um, we still uh, got a rating of an average of nine from these customers, which is fairly high, considering that, you know, they very clearly lost value uh, in yeah. the short term because of us. But I think what we did not lose was their perceived value of us as a partner. Right. And I think that is the value that a good consultative CSM can bring to the table because you really don't control the technologies, but you control the experience. Yeah, I love that example because I feel like you were proactive about it. Um, you knew that you had a problem, you were willing to admit it, and you got ahead of it. And I think, you know, I mean, you and I are taping this while we're in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis right now. And I think that's really relevant for any kind of crisis. You know, if you can kind of be proactive and get ahead of things with your clients, they really do appreciate it. And um, that goes a long way. And um, congratulations on keeping your NPS scores so high. <laughs> That's amazing, nines. Um, I want to get into some details about what it is to have a consulting mindset. So let's start with the basics. What do you see as the most important skills of a good consultant? A good consultant needs to be able to ramp up quickly to get an understanding of new products, domains, customer requirements, and pain points because they usually get thrown into situations and have very little time uh, to learn and react. They should have a problem-solving mindset and should be able to connect the dots between mm -hmm. uh, their offerings and the problem that they're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. They should have uh, an ability to discern the difference, if any, between what the customer is saying uh, versus what they actually need. Uh, there's this very famous saying by Henry Ford, right, where he says that if I would have asked my customers what they want, they would have said faster horses. I love that. I love that quote. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know pretty much qualifies what a good consultant needs to be is yeah. to have the ability to read between the lines and really understand uh, what is it that your customer needs. Yeah. So you mentioned having a problem-solving mindset. Can you give an example of what that is and why it is so important? Absolutely. And uh, let me give you an example for this. Okay, great. So I was once, uh, you know, I was working with a customer. Again, they uh, were a retail customer and they had products in the market, B2C customer. Uh, mm -hmm. they, were, they were using our platform. Um, and they launched this new product that was hugely popular with some really cool features. It was selling well. Everything was going perfect. Um, but one day, you know, uh, after after a month or so of a launch, they realized that, yes, people were buying this product, but they were not really using all the cool features, which were the main differentiator of this product versus a much cheaper product, mm -hmm. uh, which, which had, you know, essentially everything the same except these add-on features that this new product had. And, and these were important because, you know, our customers were looking to capture user behavior, consumer behavior and, you know, uh, feature usage and really very important data through the usage of these new features. Yeah. So 
Um, so they came and they told us that they were trying to figure things out and we were like, you know, okay. And um, so what I did was that I actually went uh, to a store that was selling these products and I went and spoke to uh, the people on the floor and basically did a QA and a and like, hey, I'm looking for this product and, you know, do you have any that have these features and so on and so forth. So the takeaway for me from that experience was that looks like, you know, uh, the salespeople on the floor uh, really did not know a lot about the differentiating features of these products. So I probed them and I asked clarifying questions and I finally got them to kind of explain to me a little bit about it. But if I'm mm-hmm. a typical customer, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. And, this, and the second thing that we noticed, which was very interesting, was that um, on the packaging of the product, on the box, um, on the on the manual and the material that went in with it, none of these features were really called out. So what was happening was that the customers were buying these products, but they had no clue that, you know, it included all these great new features that they should probably oh, be using. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and, and, and it was interesting. And I think the customer had kind of figured that out also through some surveys that they did. So uh, they actually did a recall of all those products and repackaged them and they put them back on, on, on the shelves. Uh, but, you know, the, the point that I was trying to make here is that, the marketing and the packaging and the people on the floor really had nothing to do with the platform that my company was selling or what my technically my scope of responsibilities were. But when you're working with your customers and when you're partnering with your customers, you have to go beyond that and you really have to put your problem solving hat on to help the figure, customer figure out uh, the problem and also a solution, whether it is related to your technology or not is, is only a detail. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think you kind of um, mentioned asking questions, and I think that's such a huge part in my mind of of having a problem-solving mindset is just being curious and asking questions about, you know, how people are using things, why they're using things, what they need, and asking questions until you really understand and truly are no longer making assumptions about what the customer is is doing with your solution, whatever it is. Absolutely. yeah. So do you have any tips or tricks for asking great questions? Yeah. So I think focusing on the whys and the what's is okay. really important. So why is the customer looking to buy or has bought your product, right? What are the main motivations or drivers and are they the right ones? Yeah. You know, they might have bought it for whatever reasons, but when you interact with them as their customer success manager, this is the time to reset those expectations if that needs to happen. And also, you know, learning about the company culture, about their history, fears, goals, who are the main stakeholders, who are the main decision makers. So, you know, really getting a good understanding of the company uh, helps you connect the dots and identify and solve not only their immediate needs, and but also what might be coming in the future. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think doing your homework on your customers is so critical. Um, you know, there's so much information out there on customers too. So it's not that hard to get, I think, a good feel for customers between their website and LinkedIn and, you know, all the tools that we have easily at our disposal. I don't know. Do you have any favorite tools that you use for researching? I think the favorite tool is just ask them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's you. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, you know, because many times I've, I've seen, yeah, you, it's definitely good to do our research and customers are appreciative if we go to them uh, in a more informed fashion. But at the end of the day, um, 
my experience is that customers are always willing to give us information if we ask for it. Yeah. I think sometimes people hesitate to do that because they're exactly. worried that they're being invasive and I, people love to talk about themselves. So yeah, I think if you start doing it, you'll find that people are more open to it than you would think. And especially when they understand why you're doing it, right? I mean, as long right. as they understand that you're their partner and your intent is to help them, uh, most of the times people are pretty open uh, and, and willing to share information for most part. Yeah, Absolutely. Before we continue with the rest of the interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Right now in the spring of 2020, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I hope that those of you who are listening have a safe place to stay and that your friends and family are healthy. At the Success League, we're sheltering in place and finding new ways to work remotely with our customers. I know that many of you are doing the same, and I wanted to share a few free resources with all of you. First, we have almost five years of weekly customer success articles in our blog archive. If you need some short but powerful things to read, check out the blog page on our website, thesuccessleague.io. Second, we started an online customer success book club. This quarter, we're reading What Customers Crave by Nicholas Webb. If you're interested in joining the club, please reach out to me at Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at thesuccessleague.io. Finally, the Success League partnered with Strike Deck to provide exercises for each chapter in their free ebook, A Beginner's Guide to Customer Success. If you're looking to enrich your knowledge of our field or grow skills across your team, this book is a great place to start, and you can find it on the resources page on strikedeck.com. I hope that all of you stay safe and healthy during this pandemic and that you are able to make the most of your stay-at-home time by growing your family relationships and building your career and customer success. I also want to mention StrikeDeck's new Customer 360 template. This free download is the best way to figure out if you're ready for a customer success tool. It is an automated spreadsheet that will help you keep track of all your current customers, generating an individual health score for each one. Quick reports can be easily developed through the Analytics tab, and tasks can be tracked on the Task Manager. If you're looking for a quick, simple to use, yet robust solution for your CS needs, StrikeDeck's Customer 360 template is the tool for you. Download your copy today at strikedeck.com. And now back to our interview. So Chitra, as we were preparing for this interview, you mentioned that you hire for consulting skills. How do you go about finding people who have the skills and background you're looking for? So I typically look for people who have experience working as business or technical consultants or who have professional services background and have been trusted advisors to their clients. A trusted advisor relationship inherently implies that you are being an effective consultant to your customers. Since, you know, how do you create credibility and trust if you're not perceived as an expert or as someone whom the customer can reliably approach for guidance? Excellent verbal and written communication skills and attention to detail are also key skills that I look for. Okay. Do you have tests or anything that you're using to make sure people have those skills? So a mechanism that we follow for uh, CSM interviews here at Jovio is that for the final round, we do a role play session. Okay. Uh, the candidates prepare a 15 to 20 minutes presentation and role play as a Jovio CSM who has to present to newly signed Jovio customers and advise okay. to them about the value that they'll be getting out of the Jovio platform and what the CSM's own role would be in that process. 
Okay. So this exercise, you know, really helps us test their problem solving skills, their presentation and communication skills, and also gives us good insights into how they think on their feet, how they connect the dots, how they handle stressful situations, basically tells us a lot about their consultative skills. So you also mentioned that you have people on your team who did not come out of a consulting background. How did you train them to take a consulting approach to customer success? Yeah, so uh, even if someone is not from a consulting background, there are ways in which they can be trained to ad- adopt a consultative uh, approach and mindset. Okay. Uh, so a few of the mechanisms that I use are uh, adopting a consultative and a Q&A approach in my interactions with my team and helping them focus on the whys and the what's. Okay. So when we do our CS team meetings and account reviews, the way I approach the problem and ask questions is meant to be both clarifying for me and for the team to understand how to think about uh, the situation or the problem on hand. Okay. So you're kind of setting a good example for them as a leader. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Also, attention to detail is a key trait of a good consultant in CSM. So accurate and timely record keeping timely written communications and follow-ups are as important as any technical knowledge or expertise. So constantly reinforcing these skills with actionable deliverables, even, you know, by tying some incentives to promote this behavior is is something that I've found to be really helpful. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And also there are many courses and CS certifications that the CS team members can take to develop their consulting skills. So I strongly believe in the philosophy of continuous learning and Mm -hmm. trying to uh, help my team uh, and provide them with opportunities to up their CS and related skills. And any good CS certification program covers consulting skills and how to use them effectively in the customer success function. Yes. Ours includes a course on asking good questions, which I think is so important and isn't something that people really get trained on a whole lot. So I think, um, yeah, you should definitely, as you're out there and if you're looking for CS certification programs, um, look for ones that really focus on that because there there are um, different programs out there that have um, more or less of that in them. Absolutely. So if a customer success professional who is listening to the podcast today wanted to become more of a consultant for their customers, uh, how would you recommend they get started? A good way to get started is putting yourself in the customer's shoes when thinking about an issue or situation and then assess what would be the best way to address it. That would give you a whole different perspective to how you approach things and uh, your overall problem-solving mindset. Also, you know, going a level deeper when talking to your customers, asking questions and understanding their overarching goals and and the why and the what's of a situation. I keep saying this again and again, but this is incredibly important. Uh, It really is. It is the most important thing. Asking (laughs) why until you really understand what it is. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And then provide appropriate guidance, which is actionable and clear with regards to what's in it for the customer if they follow that guidance. And, you know, and lastly, again, you know, making sure that you document your discussions and whatever guidance that you're providing to the customers and share that with them for future reference is also very, very important. I think a lot of people are really good at talking and articulating and not so good at record keeping (laughs) and documenting, but that is a very important facet of being a good consultant. 
Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of making sure you're sending that to the customer. And it, it accomplishes a couple of things. Some people, I think, are better at listening and hearing and learning from you verbally. And other people are better at seeing something written down and understanding it that way. Or that's their preferred way of learning. And I think if you're talking to them and then you're following it up with something in writing, um, that covers both of those bases. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And it's not just for the present time, right? I think, right. again, as a consultant, uh, you're always thinking ahead. And when you are, you know, kind of picking up on themes that you've already discussed with the customer and you want to reference to them, having something written down is incredibly helpful. That's great. I think you can also use it for other customers that are having the same problem too. So if you're good at documenting it and you're sticking it into a system where other CSMs can see it, then you aren't having to recreate it every time either. Absolutely. Knowledge, knowledge sharing, FAQs, yep. it, it just you know creates a much more intelligent knowledge sharing environment. So last question, this is something that we ask all of our guests, and it's a chance for you to talk about something other than what we've been talking about today. Uh, what do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? It's hard for me to pick one, so I'll talk I about the top three, if that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do your top three. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is um, an outcome-based methodology approach to customer success. Yeah. So basically cutting the fluff and focusing on what outcomes the customer is expecting and working backwards from them to figure out a plan, the customer experience and everything else. Okay. So an outcome-based methodology. The next okay. one I think is automations to improve customer experience and efficiencies in onboarding, support, day-to-day -day operations, and even customer engagements via bots, voice activated interfaces, and other virtual avatars. So we yes. see the likes of you know, Amazon Alexa and Google Home completely changing the way people interact with technology, right? Yes. So how to maintain customer interest and engagement at scale while maintaining similar engagement experience as to what a human can offer mm -hmm. has, I think, been an omnipresent problem that technology is now finally poised to solve. And I think, we be, I think we've just scratched the surface of that future. I totally agree with you on that. And I feel like there's kind of this bias in our field toward very hev heavily people-driven um, interactions. And I don't think every customer wants that. Yep. And um, and so I, I love that one because I think your example of Alexa, <laughs> you know, the other <laughs> technologies we're using as consumers, that's the way that we like to interact now. And so, you know, I think as CS leaders, we need to be thinking about, you know, where does that fit in our B2B space? Exactly, exactly. But also, you know, last but certainly not the least, a trend that has always been there and will never go away is the trend of empathy and genuinely caring for your customer. Yeah being their advocate and being their voice in your company and being invested in their success, right? No methodology or automations can replace uh, that facet of customer success, which is the foundation on which this function is built. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, even technology needs to be empathetically designed, yep. you know? So if you're implementing something that, um, you know, is a, is a technology-driven tool and in a digital way for your customers to engage with you, the person who designed that needs to have empathy for the customer um, and their situation that they're in so that the technology feels human. Otherwise, exactly. it won't. 
Exactly. <laughs> I think technology is there to improve efficiencies, not reduce empathy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, especially right now, I mean, I think honestly, in our field right at the moment with COVID-19 happening, empathy is being very tested in our customer success programs. And the the teams that are going to come out of this um, that shine are the ones that have a lot of empathy for their customers and are being empathetic through this crisis in our country. So... Exactly, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we have to look uh, at ourselves as partners of our customers, right? We are not vendors, we are partners, we are in in, in it together, and we will emerge out of it together stronger. Well, thank you so much for sharing your ideas on the podcast today. I really like the idea of approaching customer success from the stance of a consultant. And Chitra, I really appreciate all of the practical ideas and examples that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for your time and thanks for joining me for this discussion. Thank you, Kristen. I really enjoyed this conversation. And if the listeners have any follow-up questions and would like to get in touch with me, they can reach me at uh, chitra at jovio. That is my first name at jovio.com. Great. Thank you so much. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We also love five-star ratings if you like this. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.